When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Who can go to trap sons trap sons trap sons trap don't 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 trap my man, we got Tyler Smith in the house. We got Weed Dog. My kid is sleeping, which is why it was like, no, before. I have to just, as soon as she falls asleep, I'm like, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> I know. I can, I can relate. Uh, we, got, we got Nick Newell coming on the show today. Oh, I don't nice. know who Nick Newell is. Nick Newell is a fighter with, born with one arm, Shang. And, no, no, I know. I know. And uh, now he's in Bellator. He lost his last fight. I thought he actually won that fight. It was pretty close. He went like he's got a record of fifteen and three, uh, which is insane. He went over four hundred college and wrestling matches in high school, which is also, like, and uh, he's a badass. He's a, he's a real badass. So I'm uh, I'm happy. I'm really happy to have him. And he's got a good sense of humor. He's always telling me to roast him, which is funny because like he's like, yo, what, you know, when are you gonna make fun of me? You know, so I make a bunch of one arm jokes, and then people get mad. They're like you're picking on a guy with one arm, but like he's the one. One arm guy to kick your ass. That's what exactly. And number one, he's like asking you to roast him. So it's 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 never the person that you make fun of that gets mad. It's always the person on behalf of other people. Right. I want to be. I want to speak on behalf of all people with one arms, uh, which is annoying. By the way, I want to thank our sponsor, Speedweed. Marijuana is legal in California. Get it delivered right to you. Don't uh, don't wait. Just get it right to you. Uh, go to speedweed.com. Don't go to the dispensary right now. Just stay inside. If you're gonna go outside, get some fresh air uh, and get some weed delivered right to you. Shang, do you live yeah. in like a do you live in like a cult? There's always like half naked women behind you. I they I I don't live in a cult. They are right there. They 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 don't. Uh, they they they're uh, they they have a short attention uh, span. But this is your house. Uh, we live here, all of us. Like there's oh. about thirteen of us. How many are Hell you? Yeah. I'm, I'm kidding. House. I'm kidding. Fuck it, dude. I live in a house with 13 people. No, it's not 13 people. No, no. Uh, Shang's sort of like the weirdest. Like, you're like, I, I like know you so well, and then I don't know you. There's like, there's like. No, 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 no. It's, it's, it's not, yeah, they're, they're not half naked people. They're, they're a couple. Yeah. And you know, do uh, you know Sandy Brown? Yeah. Yeah. Sandy Brown and, and Amory and David. They all live there. Yeah. Okay, in your house. Yeah, well, I okay, all right. By the way, I was living by myself before. I, I'm not for a long. And time. by the way, that beautiful woman behind you is Amory Lee. You can follow her on Instagram. She's got hundreds of thousands of followers. Uh, she's always twerking, and that's her boyfriend David Delazero, another funny comic. Um, so listen, I'm excited about Saturday. I. Uh, Are you? Yes. Are you kidding me? I. I, I I normally do shows on Saturday, Zoom shows, and I'm like, fuck, I'm moving mine to Friday. I, I'm excited to watch fights again. Like, this is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. 
Me too. I mean, but, but I mean, do you think that it's going to have the same? I'm going to absolutely watch it, but I'm saying, do you think it has the same kind of vibe? Because I watched the one down in Brazil, and it's so weird. It was just a big empty place, and they're just going at it. So you don't have anybody to cheer you on when you are kicking somebody's ass, when you're knocking somebody's eye through their asshole. I mean, honestly, like that Brazil card was good, but this, but they stacked this card. You know, there's so many bangers on this card. When you have Anthony Pettis versus Donald Cerrone on the undercard, when that's yeah, on the dude. undercard, the undercard, the uh, undercard, yeah, two, two, two monsters. And uh, even though I still, I still think Pettis is still. I still think Pettis still got that fire. I think Cowboy is starting to come to the end of his. Yeah, they both are. I mean, they both are. And I think they're both acknowledging it too, which sometimes is what makes for the best fights. When two guys know that they don't have that much left in them, it's sometimes when they're just like. Oh, I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah. Um, At the same time, it's like what scares me a little bit was when he said Cowboy didn't show up. Donald Cerrone showed up. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> actually, nobody showed up for that fight. Yeah, uh, so, because Donald Cerrone and Cowboy could fuck people up. But, uh, <laughs> but by the way, so they're saying, uh, so Dana White said today that he thinks he's trying to make Usman versus Bosfidal. But if that doesn't happen, he's not ruling out Conor McGregor versus Bosfidal. Uh, which, crazy. I mean, just the talk, the shit talking alone. For that fight. Right. I think. I mean, there were, I mean, I think. Cause sometimes, like, you think, like, I thought it was gonna be Cerrone versus McGregor was gonna be a lot of shit talking. There was none. But it just seems like. There's never shit talking with Donald Cerrone, dude. Donald Cerrone is just. Cerrone is like, if Cerrone can't be your buddy before the fight, that fucks him up. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you're not getting. But, I mean, which fight do you think will be better uh, if if they choose? I think it should be Usman. Honestly, I really do think it should be Usman. Yeah, 100%. I think I think I think Masvidal, Masvidal and Usman deserves the shot for sure. Absolutely. Uh, so give it to him. There's no point in having Connor fight Masvidal right now. No, man. but what's going to be the more exciting fight though? Oh, Connor Masvidal. No, no. no. I, Ty, come on, Ty. Are you serious? Are you? Yes, I'm serious. More exciting? No, man. Okay, so Kamara Usman is exciting to you, sir. He can bang. What are you talking about? He can't. He the only the, the only Tyron Williams fight he showed it. his wrestling was off the fucking charts. Are you kidding me? Yeah, but it's not exciting, dude. He beat the shit out of out of Tyron Woodley, and it was the most boring thing I've ever seen. I got I got to agree with spoken. I got I to gotta agree with my man right here. I just Shang, look, I love Usman as a fighter. He's a great do, fighter. Yeah. But there have yes. been many fights at the end where he's been booed by the crowd. Whether it be uh, Maya, all of his fights. The, uh, <laughs> well, <except laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong. Kamara Usman as, as a fighter, as a complete fighter, is fucking phenomenal. Whereas Conor when McGregor, like, McGregor has never been yeah. a boring fight. Even fights he's lost with Khabib, he's never once. You've never seen a McGregor fight and be like, well, "That sucked." Uh, <laughs> That's true. I mean, and when he fought Diaz the first time, even though even though he lost. I got to give it – because I was I was rooting for, actually, I was rooting for Connor to win that one. and um, But when he lost, it just – it was still exciting the way Honestly, he Honestly, I think what happened there was was he hit Nate once or twice and was like, wait a minute. You're, spo- you're, you're supposed, supposed to call it out. I was at both of those fights. And I was also mad because I bet I had like a 19-fight parlay on that fight. And like, right. like the first one lost. 
and I had 18 in a row hit. And I'm just beating wow. myself up for fucking betting on. It. I think it was like Chaz Skelly or something. But even though I think what I think what happened that fight honestly is that McGregor was fighting at 45 and 55, but he was making 45 at one point. And Nate Diaz doesn't look that big on TV. I think maybe his body type. But when you stand next to Nate Diaz, he's a fucking tall. He must walk around at like 210. 205. Minimum. Minimum. I'm I, so, I'm in San Jose. So I think when he walked into that fight, McGregor against Nate Diaz, and he was like, oh shit, this is a, this is a big dude. Like this isn't yeah. like, I'm, this is not Joe De Aldo who, you know, or, or this is not Chaz, uh, Chad Mendez, you know, who I'm physically just bigger than, you know, right. this guy is, so I think that also fucked him up a little bit too. But no, but you know what I know? I think that Diaz, towards the end of the fight, even towards the end of the fight where um, Connor won, I don't know, Diaz started like, tagging him, man. And had him against yes, that, was a, that was the second fight. I think he came into the second fight with a whole different game plan. And he was like, yeah, he started, gonna... I mean, Connor's head looked like it was on a, a bobble swivel. He was fucking him up. Dude, he yeah. dropped him three times in the first round. I mean, who drops Nate Diaz three times in the first round? Yeah, I mean, yeah. And then again in the second round. But the first round, he almost finished him. And Nate was like, you couldn't finish me. You couldn't finish me. Well, like, when a guy's saying, you couldn't finish me, and that's what he, that's not a good sign. Right. <laughs> like, but the first fight, I, I, I swear to God, Diaz, man, he's like a, he's like Frankenstein. He, he was bloody, cut, and he just kept coming at him, and he was tagging him. And then when he got, when he got him on the ground, it was a wrap. It was a wrap. Dude, when I was, I was at that fight with Jay Heron and Mike Pyle, and Mike oh, wow. Pyle, and Pyle was like playing the flute and drunk. And Jay Haran was like, I can't believe this fucking guy could fight. Like he's, but that fight also, that wasn't even the main event. <laughs> the main event was Holly Holm versus Misha Tate. Yeah. And that was when Misha Tate came back and beat Holly Holm. And out, I was so proud of her because there's a girl that her whole life has been second best. You know, uh, it was like Ronda Rousey, Misha Tate. Her whole life was defined by the girl who lost to Ronda Rousey, you know, and for her to win, I, I was just so happy for her. You know? I wanted, I wanted, I, I like Holly Holm though. I like Holly Holm a lot, but I was happy she won. But I was like, damn, I really like Holly Holm. You ever have fighters that you like both? Like when the the baddest motherfucker belt. I was like, I like both these dudes. <laughs> I like Masvidal a little bit better though, because that uh, motherfucker's a killer. He just the way he talks is like, no, you know why I like him more? Because he's yeah. like, he, he backs, he's backed up everything he said. He's got the fastest knockout in UFC history, dude. I almost started crying when that happened, bro. I was so upset. But I, I did a podcast in Vegas. I had it was me, Colby Covington, uh, Kevin Lee, and Dean Thomas all came to my to my hotel room in Vegas to do a podcast, right? This, oh, cool. And they thought they were going to like ESPN. It was like in my hotel room in this fucking rag attack. And Colby brought Masvidal, who just like got stoned in the corner the whole time. He didn't want to be on the show. But he was the nicest fucking dude, most polite, nicest, really? like, just a cool, like, give me a hug at the end, like, great show, man. Like, he's like, this is awesome. I thought it was good. He was so happy it wasn't ESPN. He's like, this is fucking great. I could just smoke pot in the corner. Like, he, was, <laughs> he was fucking awesome. You know? So, uh, he's, yeah. a, he's the serious dude, man. When you get in, I like every fight I've seen him in. I just feel like people don't realize that motherfucker, man, his closing in the distance, like he's over and he closes distance so fast, like pow, he's on you. Yeah. You ever, you ever oh. see his uh, Kimbo fights? 
Oh, yeah. I, you know, I watched him on YouTube. That motherfucker could go in the backyard fight to me. <laughs> no, yeah. but Masvidal was one of his dudes. Masvidal was one of Kimbo's yeah, I didn't realize it was Eight him. Grand. I was like, oh, shit. He had really hand out on here in his face. I was like, oh, shit. That's Masvidal. Dude, you ever see the Toby Amada uh, fight with Masvidal? No. There was, there was a fight in Bellator. I wish I could... I could probably share the screen. My wife said there's a way that I can do this. Yeah, it's there's a right button. in the bottom, right, right in the middle, middle of the right bottom. Share, share screen. But share how do screen. I how do I put a how do I put a video up, like a YouTube video? Oh, you have to just be playing it on your computer. Yeah, play it and then hit share screen. All right, so this and then go to the. Let me see if this works, dude. There was a this this uh, Toby Amata. This was a Bellator fight, and he was beating the shit. Of uh, out of uh, Mas, I mean Masvidal was beating up Amada just bad, uh, and Toby Amada had one of the the baddest um, chokes I've ever seen. Uh, Masvidal Amada. Oh yeah, that one. Yes. I and uh, yeah, here's the highlights. So okay, no, so how do I? Good. All right, so I got. How do I do it? So hit share screen at the bottom of the uh, Zoom window. Yeah, share. Open. Uh, what do I? Zoom. Yeah. Oh, I have to. I have. I have. I have to click something. Yeah. All right. I guess. We'll, I guess we'll do it later then. Anyway, uh, look up Toby Toby Amato versus Masvidal. Yeah, I remember that. It was like a. It was like a reverse triangle or something. He had him in the air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Shit out of him, and he and this dude put like and a. He just like threw a triangle up. Yeah. Well, Bob Masvidal's holding him, and he just fucking squeezed. Masvidal was asleep. But you know what's crazy is that I was watching that with Joey Varner, me and Joey Varner, who uh, used to be a – he's a great guy. We, we wrote a lot of the sketches for MMA Awards together, and he's a real funny guy. He used to work for WSOF. He's a right. he trained a bunch. And he was like, dude, Masvidal is the next big thing based on that loss. And I was like – like, he told me that 10 years ago. He goes, the really? striking, and I was like, really? But you, didn't he just get choked out? He goes, trust me, this guy's the next big thing. That's when you that's that's when you know a guy knows MMA yeah. when they see a guy lose, and then they could still like. I remember uh, when Brock Lesnar lost to Frank Mir in like a minute. Remember he lost by heel yeah, yeah, yeah. arm, whatever. But but it was uh, Frank Mir was doing a dirty shit because he tapped and he kept cranking it. Yeah, you're right. I, it may, but, it may I may not like Frank Mir. It may be go, you asshole. Hey, hey, no, you crank till the ref pulls you off, bro. If the no, ref but no, he you no, off, he, but he tapped. It doesn't matter, dude. Okay, so you tap like this, ref doesn't right. see it. I let go. Fight continues because the ref was like, I didn't see a tap. Okay. Yeah, it was more of a Mazagati thing than a Amir thing. Mazagati, no, I'm serious. Like, Brock, like Brock, oh. no, there was a video when Brock Lesnar watching that, going "fucking Steve Mazagati," and then he came yeah. and he just punched the door and like broke the door in his own house during one of the countdown specials. But, yeah, because it is Steve Mazagati. Like, if you see a dude wrenching on the guy's knee and he starts tapping, your job is to hop right on there and pull it off. Otherwise, that guy's legs get ripped. But, like, my, yeah, but, yeah. My, but my point you know, was is that is that Dana White, I think in an interview, said Rampage was sitting next to him in that fight and said that guy's going to be champ one day, that big white dude, uh, even though he lost in like a minute and a half. Really? You know? um, it was also a weird stand-up too. Like Brock was on top of him and they stood him up. Yeah. It was yeah. But it's when you could see somebody lose and go, that guy's going to be really good one day. 
that's when I think you you kind of have a good eye for for knowing what fighting is. You know, like when I first like, you can recognize like uh like he got beat versus maybe he made a mistake and got caught. Well, it was like Max Holloway versus or Poirier. experience and got Max right. Holloway versus right. Poirier. Remember when Max Holloway came out and uh and Rogan was like, "Ooh, this guy's gonna be the future," even though yeah. Poirier beat him quickly. It was sort of uh the same thing with the Kevin Lee Al Iaquinta. Like Kevin Lee came out, lost to Al, but they were like, "Whoa, this kid's gonna be good." Yeah, this happens all the time, you know, especially in the yeah. UFC when you get like your first fight against Ally Akinta. Yeah, well, yeah, I think that it was more that than anything, and I still thought he still showed that he could still hang in there. Yeah, but but and I still think that even though he said he's taking a long break, Kevin Lee is no joke. You know, he, that motherfucker. Can well, go now he's saying no. six months. No, he said it was going to take a, a break for a yeah, while. Yeah, yeah, but now he changed it. Yeah. Oh, now he changed it now. Oh. Six months. Oh, don't don't ever back. listen. Don't ever listen to it. Well, he had ACL surgery. He's saying, don't ever listen to a guy after he loses like that week because there's got to be so many emotions going on. And, like, right. You're right. You're right. You're right. It's like when I used to say, I love you after blowjobs to girls. So like, like that's, <laughs> you know how many times I said, I love you. And then I'm like, why the fuck did I say that? Like, uh, I didn't mean that. Okay. Uh, yeah. Like, that, was the, that was my dick talk. I was going to ask you guys since I knew this was on the show today. I was watching the countdown. Who do you think? I think they were wrong. Who do you think is the best wrestler in MMA? Got has the best wrestling. And I I personally have two people tied. Best wrestler today or of all time? Of all MMA or in the UFC? Uh, in the UFC. You gotta go Cejudo. He won the gold medal. UFC Henry Cejudo. Oh no! Yeah. Okay. I mean that, that kind of goes without saying though, because that's like okay, he's an Olympic gold medalist. He's obviously the best wrestler in the. UFC. But the best wrestler for MMA is probably Khabib. You know. Um, wow. Well, Yoel well, Romero. Yeah, but he hasn't used his wrestling anymore. You know, yeah, I mean, who's like who's effectively and bangs? Yeah. Yeah, but he's still a great wrestler. Um, I would say. I mean, Khabib. Yeah, Khabib, because Khabib's wrestling isn't like. It's not like freestyle wrestling. So, right. it's so you don't think of it as like wrestling. It's more like Sambo Jiu-Jitsu wrestling fucking Khabib smash. <laughs> uh, it's Khabib. That's Khabib grappling. That's well, like his I, I own thing. Kyle, I talked to Kyle Crutchmer, who um, was like a all, three-time All-American, and he, he trains with Khabib. And I said, how would Khabib do, let's say, NCAAs were tomorrow? And, yeah. he, goes, he'd be, and he, probably, he, goes, he probably plays top eight, yeah. division one, which is amazing, right? But there's Division One champions in wrestling right now. I mean, you got guys like Phil Davis who won the NCAA's, or Gregor Gillespie won the NCAA's. Yeah. But at the same time, it's how effective is your MMA wrestling? Like, I mean, GSP wouldn't have won the NCAA's with just a double leg right. because he didn't know other things or didn't use them. But you don't need to. It's kind of like with Jiu-Jitsu. It's like, I mean, there's super high-level guys probably that can do, like, electric chairs and vaporizers and all kinds of shit. But it's, but it's the rear naked chokes and the arm triangles that probably are going to be the most effective, you know? Well, uh, how, come, how come you guys didn't even mention Cormier? DC. I was going to say Cormier. I was going to say Cormier. Think, I don't even think of DC as being in the UFC anymore. <laughs> I'm not, yeah, well, he still is. <laughs> I know he still is. I know he still is. But I feel like he's just like, like, this thing's going to be over, and he's going to be like, no, he actually says he no. He, today he said I read the article today. He's waiting for Stipe to sign the contract. He said, "What oh, yeah. are you?" He said, "What are you waiting for?" And he says he regrets that loss the most because he's he says he's better than Stipe. 
He goes, John Jones is better than him, but he's better than Stipe. That being said, it's like, look, anybody will tell you, it doesn't matter who the better fighter is, who's better that night. Right. right. Um, I, I agree. Adam, you're absolutely right. Uh, but, but if so, you know you're better than someone and they were better that night, then that pisses you off even more. Of course, and it's not because I know I can kick this dude's ass six ways to Sunday, but Sunday came and he beat my ass. Like, well then, fuck. What? Like, what am I doing? You know, like you he also didn't. He also didn't listen to his corner in that fight. They were saying wrestling. He 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 wanted to knock him out. I think it was ego driven. Right. Um, it was definitely ego driven because if you look at the fight, the second fight, uh, he was winning. He was winning up to the point where he got. Just fucking clocked. I mean, he mollywopped him at the end. But, uh, but at the same time, I think Cormier in the first fight, I I didn't see that coming that way. I mean, Jesus oh, Christ! I don't think Fuck. anybody. Saw I mean, Cipe just crumbled. He crumbled like there was somebody underneath the mat and just grabbed his legs. Because so he hit him, and and then they showed the replay. You see Cipe's head literally looked like it expanded for a second. And just ugh, done. That happens a lot, though, when you don't expect the guy to have that kind of power. I think. Oh yeah. The second yeah. fight, Stipe was like, "Oh shit, this guy can crack." Yeah. Uh, the first fight, he was For like, sure. "He's basically a two hundred five pounder. He's three feet smaller than you. Uh, yeah. He he looks like fat and out of shape." Stipe is probably going, "Come on, I, I spar heavyweights, like boxers. Like, what is this guy going to do?" I mean, at one point, Stipe was calling out like Klitschko, and he was calling out. You know the what Tyson Fury and Steve yeah. was like. I mean, ima- I mean, if, imagine what those guys would do to him in a boxing match. Yeah, because here's the thing, uh, uh, Shang. These MMA fighters are calling out boxers because number one, they're going to get 30, money. twenty-five million dollars as opposed to five hundred thousand. Five thousand, yeah. And number two, if they lose, it's like, yeah, I lost a boxing match. Like, who gives a fuck? It's not like I, I know that I would beat him in a real fight. So yeah. it's. Really, I mean, no. Everybody saw when Connor fought um, Mayweather and thought, "Look how much money he made," <laughs> and, and he didn't really get beat beat up. I mean, towards the end, he was getting his head rocked. I mean, Connor was getting his head rocked, but he actually did pretty well. Yeah, but, I, I was. Right, I watched that fight in China. I was I was in China and I watched it at noon because it was like a day later. Are you serious? It was Sunday at noon. I was in a bar, and I was like floored with how good Connor I had him winning like the first four to five rounds first three rounds but then no Floyd started walking well, him down yeah, I they, mean he won the first three rounds because Floyd didn't fight the first three rounds and just watched him and was like okay, okay. well boxers will say that Floyd carried everyone people that know boxing will say Floyd carried him but I don't yeah. know and then I other know, people but say, you know what Floyd said Floyd gave him all these props but he said I knew from watching him in MMA that he couldn't, after third, fourth round, he, he fades. He said that's when he started turning it up. If you watch the fight, exactly. Floyd started turning it up on the fourth. He started rocking him. And then yeah. you saw, when you saw Connor start just falling back and just his head going back, I thought Floyd's going to eventually either knock yeah, him out. There's no point in getting in a fist fight with him when he can beat you in a fist fight. Like if you're going to sit there and stand toe to toe with them in the first three rounds, there's a chance that he's going to catch you. Right. So like, there's also a rumor Floyd, that, like, like, I can play defense, like, not get hit, know every pickup, every single pattern Connor's going to do, every combination he's going to throw. It's the same thing over and over. I got his plan A, B, and C. He doesn't have a plan D, and I got D, E, and F. There's, so also, a rumor, there's also a rumor he had to put, like, $10 million on himself 
winning in the ninth round the night before or something. So but you know what? I, I see. I hate when people say, "Oh, you shouldn't do that." I'm like, "Fuck it, man!" If you feel you're that cocky and that confident, yeah, but yeah. Floyd has done that. Floyd had when he fought when he fought um, Cotto. He said Cotto can bang. Cotto was he said, but he wanted to prove a point that he could stay in there with somebody like that. Floyd's. Uh, I mean, defense wise, honestly, I don't know any MMA fighter if Floyd, a younger Floyd, because you got to think Floyd's 42. Right. Right. A young Floyd, when Floyd used to bang. Floyd used to Floyd knock would, people out. He used to knock people out consistently. All so the time. I think a lot of boxers, you know, a lot of boxers would really, if they if they went against a, a top MMA guy, I don't think they would last that long if they really went on them. Oh, uh, who, the MMA guy wouldn't? And the, I think the MMA guy would get mopped. Of course, in boxing. Oh, in boxing. In boxing. In boxing. Yeah, yeah, in boxing. yeah. But, well, but the money, but the money, I would, I, oh, come on, man. Dude, but when I first of all, I, I when I opened up for Michael Blackson, Floyd was in the crowd, and he had a girl giving him a head massage for an hour, <laughs> and then two girls on each side, like that was his yeah. like the girl's whole job was to give him a, a, a some hot chick with to put her tits on his neck and massage his head. That's um, a good like, life. That's a good life. <laughs> <laughs> like, but, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be complaining. <laughs> oh. You said you wouldn't be complaining. <laughs> I wouldn't complain about that. Yeah. Oh my god! No. All right, that sounds good. Yeah, yeah. Like, but like, I, like MMA fighter that wise, I was watching because the fight pass. I love fight pass. By the way, I text Adam and told him I just love it because you can really go back and see fights that were like awesome, ridiculously awesome. And I watched the people who can box, like George St. Pierre. That motherfucker's jab is legit as shit. Yeah. His whole game. Yep. His whole like, game. G- like GSP. Arguably, to me, still, even though he's out of the game and everyone says whatever, man, if you watch, man, his wrestling was—he would always fucking take people down and just—he is one of the best. Period. I yeah. still give it to—I still give it to, even though he's being an idiot towards the end. I still give it to Anderson Silva because some of the shit he did was fucking mutant shit, like uppercut elbows and then fucking knee you and then get you in a fucking you know plum fucking lock and just I mean, make your he face did- mush. What he did to Rich Franklin, I went back and watched Rich the first one, like last week or two weeks ago, and people forget how dominant Rich Franklin was. Like Rich Franklin was beating the was shit out of people, and Anderson Silva went in there and made him look like he didn't know how to fight. I know, but that that like, Chael, that first Chael Silva fight was the most upsetting fight because Chael said he was going to do it, and he got into his head. He's beating up school teachers. He called Rich Franklin like a math teacher. He's yeah. beating up a bunch of math teachers, isn't that? And then he beat the shit out of him for four and a half rounds. Four rounds and 50 seconds, dude. Like, if four he just would have ran seconds. that last yeah. round, if he would have just not engaged. But his ego, no, no, you know what it was? It was his ego. He was winning the fight. But also, Anderson Silva said, there's a documentary Sean he I know, said. I know what he said, but that's bullshit. But I'm he sorry. did it. He did he exactly what he He wasn't planning on letting the guy beat him up for four rounds so he could choke no, him No, he out. wasn't planning on letting him beat him up for four rounds. But the move he said he's going to use... He used, yeah. and not only did he use it, while he was using it, he was caving his fucking forehead in with elbows. I know. I just wish the Chael would have not gone to the ground. Chael's with ego, you, are you kidding? Chael's ego was going to let him. It not, wasn't ego. It was, it was. was ego. It he should have ran. It well, was it worse. wasn't even that. Like, so for the, for the jujitsu people, watching that triangle, him set up that triangle, like a minute before he throws his legs over his shoulders, you're like, Chael, what are you doing? 
Exactly. Like, like all he needed to do was this. Posture up. Just po- just keep your back straight and throw punches. He literally had his head like laying on him. Pushes his hand and is like, oh, what does he do? Oh, maybe. <laughs> oh, I'm in a triangle. Fuck. Like for some, for some reason, like I don't equate it to what Cormier did with Stipe because I think Cormier knocked him out the first time and was like, I'm going to knock him out again. I think with Chael, it was what I was doing for four rounds was working. So oh, why yeah. not do it the fifth round? Yeah. I don't think it's ego. It's just like, look, if I'm doing something that works for four and a half rounds, why do I think that it's not going to work the fifth round? Now, maybe maybe his corner could have said, Chael, the fifth round, his only shot is to knock you out or submit you. So just let's just fucking and have a, have like a word for it. Like I know, like when we're coaching, we I, I if a guy's on his back, if I say flee the mat, the ref will take a point because you you, you can't flee the mat from your back. But you don't want to get pinned. So what right. I do is I say, who has a girlfriend? And the kids raise their hand. I go, what's your girlfriend's name? And the kid went one year it was uh, Takira. I go, when I yell out Takira, it means flee the mat, right? And I remember one time I go, who has a girlfriend? And the guy goes, we're virgins for life and, and dabs, which was another whole thing. But <laughs> if Tails Corner, Corner would have said, look, man, here's the code word for phone engage, you know, then he would have won. I, I think maybe that was the corners. I mean, if you're a jiu-jitsu guy, Tyler, and you're seeing that, right. shouldn't coach have so, so I'm yelling of- at him to stick his knee in his butt and say postured up and just sit there. Or stand up like at that point. But you can't say up, no, no, Tyler, he was so much, his legs. But he was elbowing him in the fucking face, dude. It wasn't like he was just setting it up. And jiu-jitsu, all, everybody was watching going, he's about to get caught. But he, he was, was elbowing him in the face, so it was like. Exactly, but his guard wasn't closed either. So his guard wasn't closed around his back. And you're getting elbowed in the face. So fucking stand up. Like, what do you but do? So, but then, but because that's what Adam said. He said, this has been working. I got him. Yeah. And you can never do that with somebody at a level of Anderson Silva. That was fucking No, you're stupid. a blue belt. What should he have done? Correct. Me? Yeah. I think he should have just picked, his, picked Anderson up, slam him on the ground, and win the fucking fight. I'm Dude, trying to pull it up first, right now. My first day of jiu-jitsu, my first day, I had just only watched MMA. And some kid put a triangle on me. So I picked him up and slammed him. Dude, that was my move. Dude, the, the, look, they blew the whistle. They were like, you can't do that. I go, but I, I saw this huge black guy on TV do that to him. Yeah, I, I disagree. Like, I disagree with that rule completely. I, I understand, like, in competition why you're not allowed to pick people up and slam them. But if we're really trying to teach people jujitsu and you can't avoid being picked up and slammed if you have a triangle on, like, you're wrong. You fucked up. Yeah, but in MMA, in MMA, but in MMA, I've always wondered why can't you spike people in MMA? You break their neck. You break their neck, Adam. That's why. What kind you of fuck? Like, like on their fucking on their head? Yeah, you break their neck. The, when Rampage Jackson did that in Pride, I thought dude was dead. It, no, but you can it, do that. You can you can do that in MMA. Yeah, that's legal. That's legal. You just that's can't completely legal. You can't spike them straight down. Like straight like No, you can't spike them straight down. Yeah. I know, but there look, you could break someone's neck by fucking by rear naked choke, you could put you could break someone's neck. It's, no, like, no, it's a little different <laughs> when you do it that way. I mean that's it's that's, almost like the it's almost like the um but Adam doesn't give a fuck. Why like a defenseless like defenseless receiver? Yeah, right. exactly. where it's like okay, they he he can't do anything. You already have the guy up in the air. 
he literally can't defend himself now. So if you choose to turn him onto his head and throw him on his head, that's like, that's fucked up. Because you're getting the takedown. You already got the takedown. I got the takedown. Why can't I break his neck? What's wrong with that? I want to kill him. I didn't realize that you could break, <laughs> break their neck. I've never done it to someone. I've never seen it. I've always thought that like it was an effective way to, to get people off you. <laughs> so I was, I was wondering, I didn't realize you could actually break someone's neck. I've never seen anyone's neck get broken that way, but that makes sense why you, you can't. It just seems like you can break their neck by spiking them down too, by slamming them down also, can't you? Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. But it's it's no it's a different it's a different angle it's it's head. What you don't like want straight. is the head to come down this way. Your your head can go back this way all day. Like you'll be fucked up, but you're not gonna break anything. If your head if your chin goes to your chest and you get pressured that way, it's done. Like right. you're done. And the like, and the, and the like, rest like what like Crazy Horse did right. And I wish that I could uh, have the uh, the uh, share meeting thing. But like remember when Crazy Horse picked up that guy. And just started like spinning him around like a child. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Like a child. Yeah. Hey, dear. Well, he on for the guy up and just started twirling him yeah. until his his head hit the side of the kit the, the fence. Right. Yeah. Is that legal in UFC? Apparently. Apparently. But no, I'm saying the that best. Was, the, that was in King of the Cage. Slam. It wasn't UFC. He did that in King of the Cage. The, the two best slams, three best slams. Guy out of Oklahoma that you had. Uh, um, uh, he's out of Oklahoma. Uh, what is his name? He's a comedian. Oh, Gerald Harris. Gerald Harris had one of the best slams I've ever seen. Oh, 1,000%. He, and he did it like to like eight different people. He just kept doing that fucking slam. That, uh, I yeah. say, Gerald, I, I got to give it to Rampage. That shit, that, that highlight. Tyler, you seen that? That highlight was oh, like, oh, dude, my that, God. That was like my whole my whole MMA game for the first six months I, I trained. It was like. I'm going to let people get me in a triangle and just fucking pick them up. How did that work out for you? It worked out great. It worked, <laughs> well, that's when I was fucking struck. Like I was deadlifting like 500 pounds. So like you put me in a triangle and you're going up, like you're going up. Right. Yeah. Period. doesn't matter right. who you are. But I say rampage and Tito Ortiz, I, Tito Ortiz, even though I, I, I think that he's up there too when he was at his peak. Oh yeah, yeah. He that motherfucker. That's a master. That is a strong motherfucker, right? I think that he's underrated because of his, you know, personality times. But yeah, he. I mean, that was never an easy fight. Any anyone fighting Tito was always in for a fucking fight. Oh yeah, always in for a fight. Uh, Nick Newell, we were here with Nick Newell. How's it going, man? How are you doing? What's up, man? Nick's, Nick's one of my favorite fighters. Good guy. Uh, signed a four-fight Bellator contract. Um, you were getting into fights on Instagram recently or Facebook? What happened? I, I just saw your post saying you're not going to engage with people on Facebook anymore. Uh, why was everyone getting mad at you? You were trying to open your gym? No, I just posted something. I was like, hey, man, it'd be nice if, like, I could uh, – if they could come up with a plan where I can open up my gym and – and uh, the people that don't feel safe can stay home and and uh, and still collect unemployment, but the business owners can operate. And everyone was like, "Oh, you want to kill old people?" And I was like, "No, I said I can save." <laughs> Wait a minute! They said, they, "How did they make that leap?" Yeah, you want to kill old people? Someone was like, "If if the economy opens, then I have to go back to work." 
and I could die from coronavirus. And I was like, well, there's, I basically said that there should be a plan where you don't have to go back to work if you don't feel safe. You know, I have a wife that's pregnant and I have grandparents that I love. Like, I don't want anyone to get it. It's just, I was like, oh my God, it's just getting frustrated. It was like a very, it was like a very rational reason and thing to say. I mean, why would you, I mean, that's just, why would anyone get mad at that? Yeah, I don't know. I, uh, hey, it's America. Let's exercise some some <laughs> personal responsibility and decision making. And if you want to go back to work, <laughs> no, is that no, is that your gym right there? Like, like I train with people, and if you feel sick, then stay home. Right. Exactly. No, is that your <laughs> rocket surgery, man? No, is yeah. it now? Is that your gym you're at right now? Yeah, that's a great gym. Holy it's like a Costco. Like wow. So this is. So this is Nick Newell's gym in Connecticut. Yeah, it's called Fighting Arts Academy CT. Fighting Arts Academy is my gym uh, that I trained at. It's in Springfield, Mass. But mine's in Milford, Connecticut, my hometown. So I have like 20 bags. And then it's like 6,000 square feet. I have a, a competition-sized cage. I have a lot of it. Wow, good for you, man. Now, I thought like you retired. I think you retired more than Jay-Z. Uh, no, once I retired. Once you keep, I know. you keep retiring, but then you come out of retirement and then beat everyone, and then you beat everyone up. So that's that's uh, so you're not retired, right? You're so you're you're now your your last fight, by the way. I thought you got robbed. I thought you won the first round. Second round was close, but you won it. Third round, you didn't win, but you looked a little well, tired. What happened? Well, here's the thing, and in, in this, I take my own responsibility for. I, I was moving into this facility at the time. So I had another gym, but I was building this gym during the day. So I would go train people, train, and then uh, work on this gym, building this gym to save money myself, and then go train. And I wasn't getting anything out of my training sessions. I was going through the motions. I wasn't pushing. I wasn't driven. I wasn't excited. I just did it because I wanted money so I could, like, pay for this gym. But uh, it was stupid. It was dumb. I learned a lesson. Even though I've been doing this for like 10 years, it was it was not a smart decision because I was burnt out because I did three fights in five months. Like, that's crazy. And, and you got a baby. And you got a brand new baby. So I was like riding the momentum of my last win and I wanted to enjoy it. And I was like, no, I could tough it up. I can do this fight. I can do it. And I told myself, but my heart wasn't into it. I worked so hard to get the Bellator and get that win. And I won that win and I was still riding that high and I couldn't, uh, I couldn't get motivated for it. And it's my own fault. And I learned a lesson. Well, I still think you won though, for real. I I thought I won too. I mean, I didn't get hit at all the whole fight until 10 seconds left from back in with one punch. It's the only time I got, um, hit the whole fight. I was just more tired than him. And, uh, and he took this way more serious and came in super motivated. And, and I mean, it's my own fault. So like, I'm going to take responsibility. For that, even though I thought I won, I'm not gonna like complain about it. He he was he wanted it more that day, and I learned a lesson. And, and now that's never gonna I'm never gonna let that happen again. Well, your guillotine is amazing. So Shang, obviously, I don't know if you know, so Nick Newell is the only fighter in, ever to have one arm and just be fucking everybody up. Uh, he um, but your guillotine is so tight, uh, and you you finished off almost everybody with that guillotine. He was able to survive it. Did that kind of fuck with you a little bit? No, no. I just, uh, I just, to be honest with you, I was just mentally out of, out of it. And, and I had just fought. This was my third fight in five months. And some people could do that. 
but with a kid at home and a new business, I just had too much. I was, I had too many, uh, irons in the stove and I had too much shit going on. And I, uh, you know, after that I stopped, I did some things. My legs got tired. I bought exercise bikes and like come up with a system on, on how to, I train now to get my legs super conditioned. I, I switched some things up with my training and I hired people to teach classes at my gym. So I wasn't teaching classes and training and doing all this. I, um, I, I lessened my workload so I could focus more on, on my fight career. And I have to live with this my whole life. So I'm obviously very upset about it, but okay. I changed, I changed the things that, that I needed to change and did the things I needed to do. And I was completely ready and super motivated to win my fight on March 13th. And it got canceled the day of. Well, let let me ask you a quick question. Do you think that, um, I, I, people say sometimes losing, we were just talking about it. Losing made you realize you got to put things in categories and perspective and your motivation. Like, like I got to focus and motivate on, on that period when you're doing it. So you had to put other stuff aside because sometimes yeah. you have too much shit going on. I think when you have too much shit going on, it fucks you up on the focus you have to do. Yeah. My business, um, was doing, was doing like, uh, really good. And I had all these people coming in and I was trying to sign people up. Like, Hey, you should sign up. You should do this. Like, Oh man. And I was like missing part of class that was like signing people up. And they were like, so in this class, do like, and it's like that questions, but like, I'm really like taking the time and I'm like, no, I need to be a fighter. Yeah. You know, so this class fight, someone was like, Hey, I said, just come in tomorrow early. If you want to sign up, like, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm going to beat this man's ass. And, and it changed, something changed in me. And, and you know, I, the, my problem was I was just too content and, and I feel like I'm making excuses. So I don't really want to talk about it too much, but everything that happens to you, you deserve, you deserve that because you make these things, but I'll never question my motivation again. And I'll never take a fight if I don't want to. Look at that. Well, listen, man. I mean, oh, I, was, man. I was looking at some of your old fights last night. I was like so happy because I hate talking to people and not like freshening up on people. But yeah. the fact that you, Went to high school wrestling as a freshman, lost 17 matches in a row. You started off 0 and 17, and then you won 400 matches in high school and college, which is fucking amazing, dude. Like, this one little setback of a split decision loss, which you really didn't lose. If you look at the bigger picture, Nick, I mean, damn. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, I, I got back to my roots and I started wrestling more, too. Because it was like, oh, I'm a good wrestler. I don't need that. I'm mean, gonna wrestle this guy easy. And then I started doing striking all the time and and, and jujitsu and stuff like that. And you kind of get away. And I just kind of got back to that balance. But I overall, like between off season two, off season, season and college and everything, yeah, I've won a lot of matches. I ended up being all state my senior year, captain my college team twice. And uh, when I fight, I mean, look at any of my fights. Uh, and watch the striking, and I, I win the striking in all the fights except for uh, Gagey beat me, but I almost – I got him too in the fight. I hurt him a couple of times. So, I mean – Yeah, well, yeah. by the way, who do you have this week? Because I know that you fought Justin yeah. Gagey. Uh, who do you think wins, Gagey or Ferguson? That's a tough one. I feel like um, Ferguson actually has more tools uh, to win and more weapons, but Gagey I think hits a little bit harder – and like Tony won't be able to break him mentally. 
So like Tony got in there with Pettis, who's a phenomenal, amazing fighter, but he broke him in that fight. Pettis hurt him. Tony didn't go down. And then he got back up and Pettis was like, what the hell? You know, and he's not going to be able to do that with, with Gagey. You could, the whole time I was like, you look Gagey right in the eye. I'm like, man, I'm going to beat you. I'm like, I'm going to beat your ass. He's like, hey man, someone's going to do it someday. He's, he's not afraid to lose. He comes to win and he's not afraid to lose. And, uh, and there's not many people built like him, you know, and Tony's just a different animal too. So you have two of the guys with the biggest hearts in there fighting each other, two guys that are never going to give up. One has more tools, but I think Justin has more power. And Tony's better at jujitsu, but I think Justin's a better wrestler. And also, if you get him down, like, good luck holding him down. It's nearly impossible if you watch all his fights. So I think it's it's a, a coin flip of a fight if I ever saw one. Really? You think it's a coin yeah. flip? Wow. No, I, 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 what you said at first about Ferguson tools, man, that motherfucker is an elbow machine. Number one, and I think that Justin's going—he's going—he's going to run into one of those elbows. I just feel like he's going to run into one of those elbows, man. Really yeah, I don't know, but but Tony starts getting crazy, and then when he gets touched, he might get—he might be in trouble. Shane, this guy fought him though. I know he fought Jake. I'm saying, but Ferguson's a fucking weirdo. You know, he's a. You, <laughs> he is a. No, come on, you can tell. No, dude, no, no, I know what you're saying. He does. He does. You know, you know, I'm feeling. Yeah, you, don't fight, you don't win fights by being weird, though. I mean, come on. A lot of weird people out there. They're not fucking. What do you mean by weird? He does some shit. You go, what? What was that? Yeah, no. Did, did 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 Gacy hurt you or did he overwhelm you? It seemed like he overwhelmed you, right? Yeah, I wasn't. When I was in it the whole time, I, he just hit me once and I fell, and the ref stopped it. But uh, you know, he was taking over the fight, so. I would have kept fighting if they let me, but I don't think it was it was bad. I was kind of getting my ass kicked, so um, it's okay. It's all I good. Ask you, one of your fights I watched, an LFA fight, where you went behind the guy and did like a Kevin Randleman and Fedor toss on him, like fucking back suplex. How do you do that with one arm? I mean, what the? how do you get that grip for real? Working out. Like this. Just, uh, I just grab my bicep and I hear clamps and hear pinches. So if I can get around you, if you're a skinny boy, I'm going to suck uh, you in and pinch my elbows. Right. And then, and then I could go. It's not a complete souple if you watch it. It wasn't, like, clean. I don't know if I would have got five points. You'd have to rewatch it. Um, yeah. But I definitely would have got – I think I would have got three points at least. Yeah, no, I thought it was five. I was like, I was wondering, I'm like, how the, cause I'm like thinking maybe your arm comes not around him and like, I'm like, how strong is his fucking right arm? But that makes sense. You actually gripped it, huh? Yeah, I, I got behind him and then he started like, like he was going to give me a nogi or something. So, <laughs> like, Toss his motherfucker. <laughs> By the way, I say that you're always telling me to roast you and make one arm jokes. And I do. I go right at Nick Newell's auctioning off, never been I used. Told you, I never uh, told you. To, to roast me? Yeah, you do. I go, hey, you, you always retweet the jokes I make about you, and then yeah, other people, I don't. I don't tell you to make them. I just retweet them. Oh, I'm well, like, in okay. my oh, the truth comes out. In my mind, the truth comes out. Right, in my mind, you told me to make them. All right, <laughs> but, but other people get upset. They're like, you make a photo of a guy with one arm. I'm like, this fucking guy's retweeting them. Like, this is bullshit. Yeah, people. Well. Yeah, I mean, people get mad, tell other people, they get mad about things that they feel other people should be mad about. If that makes any sense. Like, people feel like, I, 
that. But like, I get that as a joke. I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of, I don't want to get too into it because I don't like to ostracize people with, with political feelings. I understand if people are upset with things, but I'm not the most PC guy ever. I make fun of all my friends all the time for all types of <laughs> types of things, you know? <laughs> and it's like, it's just a joke. Like it's your friends. Exactly. It's a joke. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Cause I was okay. like, cause I, cause I'll make a joke like, you know, has better if, hands you, than, if today, if you saw like your Puerto Rican friend and you were like, Hey, happy Cinco de Mayo. And <laughs> some people would, would be like, Hey man, that's racist. You know, but like your friends, like, ah, oh, man, you're funny. You know, <laughs> it's a joke. It depends who, who you're, yeah, you're saying. It's on the individual. I'm not making fun of all people with one arm, just you. Right. Yeah, just me. It's so, right. All right. As long as I have full rights, as long as I can do everything that everyone else is and I'm allowed to do it, I don't really care what people say. Well, yeah. that's the thing. It's like you're not even like probably the most capable human being with one arm ever. Like, this is not like, this is a guy with one arm that will beat your fucking ass. Like, it's not like you're just making fun of some, like, little kid. Like, ha-ha, you don't have an arm. Like, no. Like, <laughs> this guy can stand up for himself. It's well, a okay. lot of the times the jokes are like, I'm saying, I'm a lot of times they're like, a lot of times they're misdirected jokes. Like, you can say it because you're a comedian and you're funny sometimes. But, <laughs> but like, if, if you, so say that this is the, this is the way I look at, at, one arm jokes. If you're like in a wheelchair, you could make fun of me for like my arm all day, and you could say the most messed up things. You get a pass, right? Like if you have like cerebral palsy, you get like a pass, you know. And uh, and you could just you could roast me on that all you want. Or if you're friends, that's it. Right. But anyone else, you can't say that shit. I'll be well, a lot of ass. times I try to misdirect it. Well, I'll be like I'll be like Nick Newell has better hands than Ben Askren. So yeah. it's more about fucking Ben Askren. Okay. <laughs> I want to ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Uh, what is the best feeling you had fighting wise? Like just out of all of the, what's the best thing you said? Oh, this is the best out of everything. Like we were like, I mean, uh, there probably comes down to, to two moments when I, uh, when I won the XFC belt, it might not have been a huge deal to some people, but it was a humongous deal to me at the time. And to be honest with you, I saw that fight and, and, uh, the guy I fought, Eric Reynolds, he just beat a Jiu Jitsu world champion. Wow. And, and, uh, and people were like, Oh, you'll tap him out easy. People were telling me that, like, no, you'll get him. Like, you'll be able to beat him. You can tap, you can tap him out. And I, uh, and I was like, um, I was like, yeah, 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 I, I believe you, but I didn't like really truly believe it. You know, everyone wants to look at me like I'm this mental giant but sometimes i have my moments and sometimes i'm unstoppable it just depends on the moment and, and stuff like that and 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 i grow every day with with stuff and self-belief and, and self-realization but um i really like was a huge i was a big underdog in that fight and uh and when i beat him it was it was big because i surprised myself at how easy i was able to do it and he was a very tough guy and then the other one was my bellator debut honestly was was great for me because um the one of my goals as a child was to, to fight in that arena it's it was 10 minutes from my house oh cool awesome. so awesome. like the hotel was further than my house <laughs> yeah but what, what bothered me about about bellator is like they weren't putting on the main card i'm like here's a dude that has a huge fan base inspiring to so many people 
Yeah, yeah but I wouldn't. I wouldn't sign with them. I wouldn't. I wouldn't uh, sign a deal with them. That's why. Uh, I just did the, the one fight deal. I did the one fight deal because the money they offered me was good, but it wasn't great. And I wanted to show my worth. So I asked them, I said, can I do one fight? I don't really care too much about the money. And they still took good care of me for someone doing a one fight deal. And I said, I want to show you guys my worth and, 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 and win this fight and put on a show. So, so you guys will, will sign me long term. And, um, I've known, I, I mostly do most of my business with, uh, I, I have people that help me, but, um, Rich, I have a good relationship with Rich and, uh, I like Scott, but I mostly go, the rich and he he was like yeah that sounds fair and they gave me that shot so i wasn't uh technically signed with them so okay. it wouldn't make sense for me to uh, go that makes, that makes more sense because i was like <laughs> dude i was like what i'm only watching this card basically for you no i mean no offense to the other guys in the car but you were the person i was like looking forward to it and then when you find a, a fourth fight deal i'm like that of course like it's just i mean you bring in a huge fan base people love watching you fight you're never really in boring fights it's always interesting and uh and you're 15 and 3. So it's like 16. 16 and 3. So it's like why why would they not put you on? I mean, give me a give me a break that you know, to me you're 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 one of the bankable stars. It actually pissed me off in the UFC on the contender series because you you took that fight on short notice, what like a week or two, and they put you up against an all-American wrestler who was undefeated who just held you down for three rounds. And I was like, "Uh, eh, you know, come on." Yeah, I mean, really, Gage is the only person to ever uh, beat me up in a fight. That fight, Munoz hit me twice. He hit me with a cross that was pretty good and uh, um, an elbow that was pretty good. But that was it, the whole fight. And But he was so strong. Like, he was like a brick wall. And he's really good. I think he has a bright future both on the feet and on the ground. He's very good, and I couldn't really do anything to him. So I definitely – I felt like I, I lost that fight, even though I almost knocked him out with the kick and, and the choke was tight. But, um, you know, they just gave me the hardest, uh, fight they could because they just wanted to get rid of me. Um, but I was like, when they gave it to me, I was like, that's what I want. I was like, I was like, you know, screw it. Like, I'll take this fight. Like, I don't care how good this guy is. I, I I'm going to beat him and I'm going to show everyone. And then I, I didn't, which sucks, but I definitely, I had a good camp. I came in well prepared and, and I was ready to fight him and to win that fight. It just wasn't my night. Yeah. Well, it's all right, man. I, like, I honestly think it's like, yeah, I mean, everything happens for a reason, and uh, you're going to be bigger and better. Uh, do they have a? Um, do they reschedule the Bellator fight? Um, no, n- not yet. I I was actually I did a um a Zoom. I had a, a Zoom meeting with uh the with Rich, the matchmaker, and we were just like having a chat and a few other people that fight. Uh, and we were talking with Virgil, the wrestler. It was like more like a joke. And then, uh, and just kind of picking his brain and like making some, uh, Olive Garden jokes and stuff like that. I don't know if you guys, but it's like, he's funny. So, and then I just kind of casually talked to him. I know they're doing like, I think they're doing a, a soundstage thing. So I told him I'll be ready by like October. My, my, my wife's pregnant right now, uh, with our second kid. So I kind of want to, um, have the child. Yeah. And, and kind of get used to, yeah, and get, and get used to having two children. Cause one is pretty hard with both our schedules cause she's a speech pathologist and she works like all the time and I work all the time and we have to really juggle our schedules. Um, so 
we rely on her mom a lot to, to take care of our son, but I want to help make sure she's get, she gets adequated and we get in a, a good pattern, something that works before I take a fight. So October, November should be good for me to come back. And final question. So I saw in a college, you were roommates with a pro wrestler who lost 257 fights in a row. Uh, you couldn't help him out at all? Like, what, what, what's this guy's name? Who is the guy you were roommates with? And why did he lose 257 fights in a row? <laughs> fights or matches? Or matches. Wrestling? Matches. Yeah, uh, I don't know. They should have booked him better. I mean, he's a great guy. Uh, Brian Myers. He was Kurt Hawkins in the WWE. And, uh, and he runs his own gym, um, create a pro, pro wrestling, and he does well, and he has a family. And uh, he's a great guy, and obviously his gimmick was to lose, but then he ended up winning the tag team title, so it was good. I mean, to get in the WWE and be there for, like, over 10 years and, and yeah. win titles is, is pretty impressive. They, they must like you. So it would have been nice if he got more of a push, uh, you know. I know I, where I, you're I, like, hey, man, can't you win one? I mean, 257 in a row? Well, what am I letting them make you lose? <laughs> <laughs> One of my other training partners, current training partners, uh, a guy, Tom Matera, he, he was, um, Antonio Thomas in the WWE and it was this tag team called the Heartthrobs and they had like a night at the Roxbury gimmick <laughs> <laughs> and they lost awesome. everything. They lost every single match. And I was like, Oh man, I was like, don't, if you're, I have one guy right now. He's awesome. I love going to his shows. This guy's name's Wrecking Ball Ligurski. He's like a big guy. And he comes out and he screams and like everyone hits the walls and like around here he's like a big deal like people really like him but he's got to stop training training at my gym if he wants to win these wrestling matches because I'm yeah. bad I'm bad luck for the wrestlers yeah all the wrestlers that hang out with you lose like they, they never <laughs> they never win man like that's yeah. so I got to uh, I gotta I gotta I gotta tell him like man maybe you should find another gym if you want to be a pro wrestler. <laughs> so, so, so Tyler's a brown belt. You're like a nerdy jiu-jitsu guy. Any questions for the great Nick Newell? I, I actually had a question about I, – so I used to train. I didn't really used to train with him. I trained with him a couple times, uh, but he was a family friend. Baxter Humby, um, was that a guy, like, that you kind of looked up to growing up – not growing up, but coming up, starting your fight career? Or I mean, do you even know who he is? I've met Baxter before. before. Oh, nice. Before my first fight, I flew out to L.A. and uh, and I trained with him a little bit. I probably maybe got like uh, four or five sessions in with him. Yeah, I didn't I didn't really know um, what I was doing back then. I was just like, oh, I want to fight, and I was more of a wrestler. But it was cool. I was like, I have to meet this guy because this guy um, kind of paved the the way for for people like like me and limb different people. And I might be the first guy that's doing MMA, but. To me, like kickboxing is like, wow, this guy's amazing. He's a world champion, yeah. good, uh, great kickboxer, and, and I look up to him, and I still look up to him. He's amazing. And uh, and now you have another another guy. I was actually just I did a, a Zoom meeting, and I was picking his brain and, and getting some technique from him. This guy, uh, Jake Peacock, he's a one-handed fighter, I've and he fights for. Yeah, look him up. Yeah. Um, he fights for Lion Fight, and oh. he. He's four and zero with four knockouts. Wow! Wow! And and, uh, and oh man, he's so fast and he's so quick. Me, yeah. I, I'm I'm a good striker and and I beat people. I'm not as dynamic as him though. I just kind of walk people down and, and 
and just work off my jab, but he can switch stances bah, 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 real quick, angles, everything. He's amazing, and he's young, too. He's only, like, 22 years old, so um, it's cool seeing the, the next generation kind of being that guy in the middle. Right Wean dog, dog, without any making any fisting jokes. Any, uh, any questions for the great uh, Nick Newell here? No, man, there's a lot of respect towards you. Uh, you're a huge inspiration, and uh, keep doing what you're doing, man. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, that's that's dope, man. That you you got you got another kid on the way, and I hope everything works out and it's safe and sound and everything. So, Nick, where can people follow you? Uh, at Notorious Newell on Instagram and uh, Twitter, it's the same handle at Notorious Newell. Uh, you can just look up Notorious Nick Newell on facebook and get me i'm usually pretty responsive on the instagram and twitter stuff um uh, i might switch my nickname to murder hornet but i haven't made up my Hell yeah. Fuck yeah dude please do that please do that well so take care man and be safe see you brother peace man he's definitely that's a good dude man yeah right yeah uh no i, I think that when you see that it it makes me feel like anytime I you want to bitch about things and you see how dedicated he is, and I'm like, man, I need to shut up. Yeah. You know, I, like, I, have two, I have two arms. Don't do half the shit he does with one arm. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right. So it makes you, it really makes you put things in perspective, yeah. man. This guy's running a fucking gym. He's got two kids. He's running yeah, I know. He's got a fight coming up. He's like training every day. He's mad that he can't do train more. He's signing people up. He's teaching classes. Yeah, so I mean that's what I mean. It put it makes you go. You know what? I need to really start. You yeah. know, step my game up, man. Yeah, I know exactly. <laughs> now, I was going to ask you guys because the fight. Because Adam was right. He said he's excited about the fight. He said I'm going to move my Zoom show because I'm going to watch that fight. But but like on, on the lineup, who you got? Because I mean I already kind of went through it and went. Oh, I already have everybody picked that I think is going to win. But I'm only excited about the main card. Uh, no, I'm excited about uh, Ngannou and Ngannou versus Rosenstreak. That's a that's a fight that I'm looking forward. I, I just think Ngannou is 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 uh, one yeah, of the other dude can bang too, man. He can, um, yeah, he can have, he can bang, but Ngannou is. On I'm some excited other about uh, Carla Esparza versus Karate Hardy. That's a good one. Um, Greg Hardy versus Jorgen DeCastro. Greg Hardy's always good, a fucking that guy. Either he like kicks you. Always an entertaining kicks. fight. Yeah, yeah he's, he's a favorite too. Illegally. Or he whips out an, an inhaler, or like it's like what what it's like what weird thing is he gonna do this time? <laughs> like what's he gonna do next? That's weird. Yeah, like what illegal fucking and and, and it's he already comes with so much baggage from the NFL. He got kicked out of the Cowboys for for like allegedly beating up his girlfriend and all this other shit. So it's like he goes to the UFC. Everyone's mad at him, mad at Dana for signing this guy. Dana's like, we got to give him a second chance, and then he he fucking kicks a guy when he's losing. The guy's coming back. He illegally pride kicks a guy in the head. And then he has an inhaler. And I didn't know, but he kind of cleared it so it wasn't his fault. It was in Texas. It was yeah, also apparently, yeah, apparently it was cleared by the commission they knew before. Yeah, yeah. so it's almost like you like wonder if he's – you remember back in the day the wrestler would like like put grace, like that stuff in his mouth and spray it into the guy's face and blind yeah. him? Like, like I wonder if that's gonna happen, or if like the lights are gonna go out, and all of a sudden the other guy's gonna be knocked out, and everyone's like, "What the fuck happened?" Come out with some sand in his hands. (laughs) (laughs) 
he's gonna have like a manager that's gonna distract the person. He's gonna and Batman a- smoke balls. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, yeah. It's like you, you wonder what weird shit's gonna go on this time. Hey, I'd watch that. <laughs> yeah, I'd watch. I- you get one thing from Batman's utility belt to bring in the cage with you. Yeah, let's go. Like, remember the killer bees, the the, the wrestling? They were yes. like, but there was like six of them. They would roll in and out from underneath a ring, and they'd be like t- two other bees, and this bee would you come. Never knew which one was actually in there. That, that that fight, I'm not looking forward to. I just think whatever. Um, karate hottie for sure. Yeah. I think karate hottie. I mean, if, if you're gonna go that between the two, I I'd pick her for sure because she really. I'm, other than I'm a fan of hers, and not people said she's only popular because she's good looking. I'm like, no, no, no. no. By, the way, by the way, there's a huge feud going on right now with uh, Curtis Blades and Pearl Gonzalez. Oh, Random that's... feud of the week. So Pearl Gonzalez is like this smoking hot chick that used to be in gangs in Chicago, and then like got her life together. And she's on Instagram. She's always like half naked. She's got big fucking fake tits and beautiful girl, yada yada. But kind of looks like. Like that girl, like kind of has like a Jenny from the block thing. Like you, you could tell she's been around the block a little bit, but just, <laughs> ah, you know, sort of like, you know, like she's not like, she doesn't have that like Paige Van Zandt. When first came out, she's looked like the farmer's daughter thing. Like this girl looks like, so. She'll fuck, she'll fuck so, you. So yeah. Right? She'll fuck like, you. She'll, she'll yeah. fuck you and then kick you out. Right. So, yeah, Curtis, exactly. so Curtis Blades puts a post up like, you know, women's MMA, some of these girls are only where they are because of their fucking posting their ass and tits on the internet. And you can't tell me that Rachel Ostevich or Paige Van Zant are worthy skill level of being a, a main event fighter, right? And then someone says, what about Pearl Gonzalez? And you go, oh, well, her too. Her striking is, hasn't evolved in five years. And she's only famous because she wiggles her tits and her ass on Instagram. Is that uh, a point? Well, I have. Wow. I have different thoughts about this. Uh, number one, it's not as deep as the men's division, the women's division. Right. So you really can't compare the skill level of women's MMA to men's MMA. It's just a lot more, there's more college wrestlers coming out. There's more fighters. There's more this, that. It's less, you know? So you probably wouldn't have somebody with like a man equivalent to a Paige Van Zandt or Ostevich because they'd still maybe be in the LFA at that. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's not as deep. It's it's not as deep. You know, you don't get women. Yeah. I mean, even Cynthia Cavillo, who we had on yesterday, started fighting at like 21, 22. Lauren Murphy started at 23, 24. And now they're ranked top 10 in the world, you yeah. know? Whereas that, that's not going to happen. Most men, 21-year-old men who walk into a gym for the first time are not going to be top 10 in the world by age 31. Unless they have like freakish power, like an Ngano or something or – it's and they're in the, the heavyweight division, which may be the weakest division, or even 125. It's just not going to happen, right? right. So let's, let's start with that. The premise is off there because you can't equate it, not right now at least. I mean, yeah, you're going to have the Joanna Young and you're going to have the, the Zhang Wellies, and you're going to have, have you're always going to have world class, like the world class world beaters, and then there's going to be low, and then just going to be a big drop. It's going to be a big drop. Yeah. All right. So that being said. All right, so the premise is off. But you have to understand also that, like, those women, they have a big fan base, and it is and it is a business, you know? Yeah. So if Rachel Ostevich and also Paige Van Zandt, are, they, they make the sport kind of look good in a lot of ways because you have a beautiful – Ronda Rousey made the sport look amazing. You have a beautiful girl on TV fighting, 
And people are like, whoa, whoa, wait, that's that's what fighters look like? That, mm-hmm. And also Paige Van Zandt has the, she was on Dancing with the Stars. She has the endorsements. She has the body armor shit. You know, Rachel Ostovich has the Hawaiian look thing going for her. Her, But so I understand it both. I, I, know, I understand where he's coming from, but it's not like right now there's – At the end of the day, it's sports entertainment. It's not just a sport. Fighting is not just purely a sport. It's a sports entertainment. So, like, you're going to have to have some of those fighters that – they're yeah, they're not all going to be – Jose Aldo's and Conor McGregor's, and they're and not, but they're also Silva's, not taking the but place. But they're bringing of something else, and they're making money for the company. So it's but like they're also not taking the place of a million people that could be there. Exactly, so there are taking. They may be a couple people, some people, but it's like, look, Sage Northcutt didn't deserve necessarily to be there based on his skill level, um, right. and I think that was pretty evident when he got to the the the, 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 the higher level. And CM Punk. I mean, if you're going to get mad at Rachel Ostevich or yeah. uh, Paige Van Zandt. if you're mad at CM Punk. What? Like, oh, uh, shit. I mean, that dude had never had a, an amateur fight. Uh, yeah. At least Paige Van, Paige Van Zandt also has beaten Felice Herrig. Uh, she's beaten a decent amount of people. Yeah, there was a time when Paige, like, it was looking like she was going to be climbing up to the upper echelons. And then, you know... She gets yeah. a couple, a couple. But you know, so I, I understand what he's saying. I just think that there's, uh, it, it's not like uh, there's a million other people that are that they're taking the spot of. Well, also, it's not ta- they're not taking his spot either. It's like they're not going to be like, oh, okay, we're going to scrap this this one fifteen women's fight for a heavyweight men's fight. Right. Like it's never going to happen. Right. So if you think like they're taking your spot on the card, then you don't. And also, I think that he's also wrong when he because Pearl Gonzalez, I've actually been following her career, has gotten a lot better. And she's also a girl that started, you know, she came out and and her whole thing was like, look, I was in I was in jail and I read more books than you have uh, in jail. You with a college degree. Right. That was her. And then he said uh, and then she said, you can't even complete a sentence or something. And he came back with, I have a speech impediment. It was like fucking, it got, it got, it got weird. But uh, it, it was it was under like weird. No, you know, what, what you're saying though, it's a false equivalency. You can't, you can't even really compare it. And, and like you said, there's way more male fighters. It's not even close. So to let in a few that are kind of hot and they can bang a little bit, you know, it's, it's, it's part of the business. Yeah. It, it's, it's yeah, part of the course. I actually, I don't really like. I'm more. I lean more towards the fighting side of it than the entertainment side of it. I, I, I like. That's the part I value. As do I. But the fact remains, like. But you still like somebody that talks shit too. Multi-billion. I mean, it's also unfortunately, unfortunately too. Like, I hate to say this because I'm looking like a hypocrite because I get so mad at Bellator for having like. Ken Shamrock, Hoist Gracie, 37, and then burying like Nick Newell or fucking Darian Caldwell or whoever, right? Or Antonio McGee, who should be there. But you put like our Ostovich versus Paige Van Zant. First of all, you, the guy's wives are going to tune in. What are you watching? You know? And also the next fighters going to have more eyes on them too. Like that's going to create more of a, of, of a draw. So the, right. so the Darren Elkins who fights after him, the Darren Elkins Chaz Skelly fight 
is now going to get more people watching it. More people to watch it, right. You, so, whatever, whatever gets them in the door, and then you get to see real fighters. Not that women aren't real fighters. Yeah, 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 yeah. You get to see some really good talent. That's the way I, I – I, that's why when Conor McGregor first came out, I was like, is it a hype train or can this do really bang? And then when he backed it up, then Ooh. I was like, oh, shit, he can actually back it up. But a lot of people that talk shit, I mean, most of them, not all of them, they get housed. A lot of them get yeah. I Well, I think at certain, a certain level, like, you know, like like Colby Covington, I, I think is a, is a, you know, I think the number two best fighter in the world right now, 170, behind Usman, right? Or maybe Masvidal, maybe three, okay? Three, I'd say three. It's all, yeah, it's all. It's maybe, a- maybe, right? But a lot of these guys, they don't get housed, but they talk shit. But there's only a certain point you could talk shit to. So when Colby <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> the number 20 guy, 15 guy, 10 guy, 7 guy, 6 guy, but then when they get to the number one guy, it's a different story. You know? Kobe Covington, Kobe Covington, all of that shit he talked, I saw so many memes about what his jaw broke, where they showed him getting his jaw broke. And if, if anything, I think it was a backlash. From It was more like, dude, you talked all this shit, you said you were going to beat the shit out of him. And he kind of broke your jaw. He flat yeah, out. But at the same time, first of all, that was a an even fight going into the fifth. It was an even fight, but then towards the end, though, I mean, he he really was taking it. To, he was getting, he was getting banged, man. Are you kidding me? That, I mean, he was. I had him winning the fight. He didn't, he he didn't break his jaw, by the way. But they said no. He, he thought he broke his jaw in the fight. Oh, he pulled his corner. Yeah. All the memes are showing the picture. Oh, of yeah, it was nasty. They, they, people went in on him. It wasn't I, broken. It wasn't broke his jaw, but, <laughs> but he he was getting clocked. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was getting clocked. And Usman, even though I don't really – I'm not a huge fan of his, but that motherfucker did bring it, and it was a close fight. He brought it, and towards the end is when you have to bring it. So I, when I see a fighter in the last round – Go that hard, I go. That motherfucker got a different heart. It was. It was. Yeah, a, it, they, game, both, they both. They both have extreme heart. Was funny though. Was I was at the fight, right? And it was Shane. You would have laughed at this. So they they introduced Usman. Everyone's like, you know, going crazy, and everyone's booing Colby, right? And the lights go down, and you hear Colby. <laughs> like people were like didn't want to be like. It was sort of like, as Colby supporters, <laughs> but like all of a sudden the lights went down, and all these people were like, "Wait a minute, where the fuck?" People were like, "Where the hell are these guys people coming from?" But so you think Colby Covington, like when he comes back, that he's gonna? I mean, I thought he was gonna fight, uh, fight Masvidal. I really. He's gonna give everyone problems. Uh, including Usman, but Usman's wrestling is, uh, it was, it's like, I mean, he almost made the Olympic team, you know, he yeah. trained at the Olympic center for three years. So, or four years, Usman is that good of a wrestler. So that's going to be a tough fight for Colby because they're so equally matched, but anybody that doesn't have that kind of wrestling is going to have a tough time with Colby because his work rate is so fucking amazing it's on level 10 and people can't match the output like I mean, Robbie people, Lawler. People exactly after the Usman fight, people forgot what Kobe did to Robbie Lawler. Like Robbie Lawler, Damian, like, Damian Maya, uh, you know, these guys, I mean, but this is not a prime Robbie Lawler. No, I disagree. That's a, it's not a prime his, Robbie Lawler. His, 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 he doesn't get tired. The guy could run. But no, but if he fought a younger, 
Robbie Lawler, I just don't think it'd have been the same. You keep- oh, you mean like the Robbie Lawler that picked Ben Askren up over his head and threw him on the ground, and beat the shit out of him? Yeah, well, no, I know. I mean, you, but you know what I mean. Robbie but, Lawler. No, but it was the work rate, dude. It was the work. Robbie Lawler's net always been a great fighter, and he and he. I, he's one of my favorites. One of the best. I mean, the Roy McDonald fights were amazing. Amazing. But, but the work rate of Colby Covington is just going to give anyone problems. Is yeah. it's because. Unless, even like about the Tyron Woodley, right? Woodley, who, who I love, a good friend of mine, and he has, he's had a good shot of knocking anyone out. I mean, he could knock anyone the fuck out. But that's what's going to be very interesting because you have the work rate of Colby versus the power of Woodley, right? So what's gonna, what's gonna give, you know? I think, I think that, because I watched some of uh, Tyron Woodley's past fights, it seems like, he he has that one punch oh shit power, yeah, like yeah. like where you are watching it as a person watching it you go oh shit, like and and just like Usman has that wrestling where you watch his wrestling you go oh shit. And also, it's which Tyron shows up? Is it the Tyron Woodley, the hungry, angry on it, Tyron Woodley? I yes. mean, people people still forget that Woodley knocked out a fucking guy from England. Uh, what's his name? Darren Till. Darren Till. I mean, oh, you choked him out. Oh yeah, because well, well, he, Till, yeah, dropped him and then choked him he out. He dropped him first. It was dropped when but he like, dropped. People him forget because Till looked so good against Gastelum, and Woodley did not look good against Usman. It's almost like they flip places in people's minds. Right. But when they fought, Woodley obliterated him. You know, uh, so uh, you know, I, I'm interested. So yeah, my my question, my, my answer is Colby's going to give anyone problems because of his work rate. Uh, it just, it just those kind of fighters give people problems. I mean, but you know what else made Kobe be on the map? All of that Trump supporter stuff. All of the, yeah, of course. So, but it's so, not, of course, I, that's the like, show part. That's the show like, part. But look, yeah. at, but look at Clay Guida, right? Clay Guida, on paper, will never be no. Will will never will never be have the same status as Nate Diaz, as RDA, and as other guys. But he beat them. Right. Like he, 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 because, because of the work rate, they, right. they couldn't, they oh, couldn't keep up with him. Styles me. So Colby in some ways is like a more skilled Clay Guida in. Right. You know, a little bit more. Uh, uh, his striking's a little yeah. bit more. Right. I agree. That's Fine. a great Adam. That's a great way to put it. So That's, it's like, I mean, Clay Guida has, I think he has a win over Pettis too, right? Doesn't Guida have a win over Pettis? Yeah. So, but like those guys will always, in everyone's mind, be ranked higher than Clay Guida, right? They're always going to be like... Guida's not marketable. Of course. We also lost more fights and blah, blah, blah. And those no, fights you know and, I mean, they, and that's part of it, the marketing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just the work rate. Anyway, this has been so much fun. You guys are the best. Thank you. Enjoy the rest of your day. Say goodbye. Say bye. 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 Say bye. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, I love you. <laughs> I love you. You're the twins. Yeah, I love you. Take care, guys. All right, man. Boys. Tune in, sons, to cook, to do, 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 to do